Welcome to What the Friday with Birch and Birch. We are the father-daughter game show where we earn points for candor and humility as we flush out whatever topic floats to the top. Like a big turd. <laughs> yes! That's what we like to be compared to. It is one of the most accurate comparisons, for sure. <laughs> We're in our new space. And the sound's going to be weird, and it's probably going to be delayed, and it's going to be new because everything is new. Uh, our studio is still not set up, but we're here setting it up today, and it's a mess. Um, so that's where we're doing it from. That's right. And I'm locked in an almost soundproof room. Yes. Uh, if the sound's crazy, though, please comment and tell us. Okay. So today we were trying to decide what we were going to talk about. And I have been on a kick about perfectionism and uh, being upset with it. Frick it. We want to be monetized, so we're trying not to curse. <laughs> um, and we try that anyway, because we just want to be good people. We, yeah. Not that cursing makes you a bad person. But that does go along with perfectionism. Okay. So... <laughs> Uh, so I've been on a kick about perfectionism and how furious it makes me every time I recognize it in my own head. Like I stop myself from trying to do something because I'm like, I'm not going to do it well, or I'm going to be judged for it or whatever the thing is. And I've been really slow, like slowly brick by brick in my mind, replacing, tearing out perfectionism and replacing it with total radical self-acceptance because the only way to grow is if I go, okay, I have to do it badly first and then a little less badly and then a little less badly. And that takes so much humility. And ironically, in order to be humble enough to do that, I have to radically accept me right now as is with all the imperfections and doing things badly. You just have to do them. Like this, what the Friday, we keep doing it every week, but it's, sometimes it sucks. <laughs> and, and we're just trying to get better and better, you know? So, um, well, yeah, that's a good, how do you balance that with an effort to maintain an effort to really do a good job without discounting or dismissing, um, foibles you know if you don't feel any sense of accountability or you feel no remorse for not performing to somebody's expectations that you had agreed to like i'll, I'll meet you at one and you don't show up on time or yeah. you forget to even let them know that you're not showing up on time because i run yeah. across people like that in our business that mm -hmm. you know and it's it's really frustrating to me it makes me not want to do any business if they're humble and i can tell that they're trying it's absolutely no problem. It's like, yeah, you know, we all screw up. I, I don't expect perfection from anybody. But, but they don't care about what they've done to you in the process. <laughs> yeah. I think that I think that in the past, I thought that in order to pursue excellence, in order, in order to be great, I had to think I wasn't like in order to become a great person, I needed to hate myself and not like where I was and be really hard on myself. And I've learned that that doesn't work because when I do that, then I'm self-centered and I end up being late. And then I waste a whole day killing, hating myself right. for screwing up. And maybe that person's mad at me because I was late and like all of, all of that. Whereas 
you really need more of an athlete's mindset. Yes, win or learn, win or learn. I want to get better every time. That's the, here's the thing is I think when you have humility, which is confidence, right? Because Mm -hmm. you have to be confident enough to be humble. You're like, I and and compassion for other people. Then you can go, I screwed up. I'm going to do better next time. I'm going to do better next time. Because as a human, you don't even have to try. You really don't even have to try. We can't help it. We want to be good at what we do. So I think what stops us from growing is when we just stop and beat ourselves up the whole time instead of embracing embracing whatever screw up we did and being like, that's a great lesson in the game of life. Let's go. I'm going to be on time next time. I guess when I leave it, you know, hacking it, being able to step outside of it and hack it like, okay, why was I late? It clearly doesn't help my business or that person or whatever. Why? Maybe if I leave earlier, well, how do I in my brain get myself to do that? I guess I'll have to say, if I need to be there at this time, I really am going to say I have to be there 15 minutes early and I'm going to put my shoes on earlier. I don't know, something simple like that. But but playing a game, that's the way I think about it. It's all a game. Yeah? Are you? Did I bore you? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so boring sometimes. <laughs> Dang it. You could have interrupted me. That's allowed. I'm so engaged and listening so closely. It's just like mesmerized. No, 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 no. I actually, I agree with you. It's often hard to let go of that sense of accountability or that sense, because I think a lot of us use that as a motivator, the negatives. You know, if I don't do this, I'm going to suffer these negatives. I'm going to feel bad about myself. I'm going to feel bad about this. They're going to think about me this way. They're going to think about me that way. They're going to be canceled. Uh, Yes, but hold on. I know you're jumping to segue to cancel culture, but I just want to say that that doesn't go away. Even if you... I work really hard to view life as a game and to ha- and to have fun. And then when I let somebody down to not let it get to me, but I'm still freaking human. So I can't turn that off. We're social creatures. So, so you're I think saying you still feel that remorse. I think, yes. And I think that naturally we always naturally have that. We always naturally are drawn to the negative. We're drawn to hurting, hating on ourselves. We're drawn to getting in a spiral and consumed and all of that crap. So that's going to be there. I just think that on the on the balance, it, it's like we're we're so afraid that if we're not hard on ourselves, we won't become great. So we just keep letting that go, like it's weigh us completely down. And then- so, well, to make it very personal to people, I mean, we all have goals, even like New Year's resolutions. I'm going to lose weight, or I'm going to start exercising, or I'm going to yeah. do something a certain way, or I'm going to be organized, or whatever. But often what happens is your brain plays that forward and goes, oh, but you're not going to be great at it. You know, you're do you really want to go out and run your first time and only yeah. get half a block before you have to stop and have somebody see you? Someone's going to see you and they're going to go, oh, well, he can only run half a block or he can only run. Yes. That shame and- yes. Why would they wear those clothes when they're out? Why would they do that? Right. This devil plays in your head that's filling your head with that stuff yes so your point is trying to overcome that just like shutting that off it's like you know i'm going to keep trying i'm going to do the best i can i if i as long as my heart's in the right place yeah i'm not going to worry about it i'm going to try to be there on time i'm going to try to 
be a um, good human while I'm be a good human for other people while I'm I'm also being a good human for myself. And maybe we should say be a good human for ourselves first so yes. that we can be good humans for other people because 100%. 100% true. Also Okay, so I'm really glad that you mentioned that because revolutionized my life uh, when I heard Andrew Huberman is this brain scientist, neuroscientist, whatever. He studied Navy SEALs and how they made it through BUDS. And I've talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it again because it changed my life. He was explaining how they make it through the most intense, torturous circumstances. And it's celebrating these tiny little wins. Like you were just saying, I'm going to make it half a block. And then what? If you can hack it in your brain so that every, you celebrate the stupidest little things that normally you would totally ignore, you become a superhero. Because you're, it sounds insane. And if anyone overheard your brain, you would be like, I just, my form was great. I just ran half a blog. Yeah, that's way more than I did yesterday. I'm getting great. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I brushed my teeth today. Uh, there are so many people who skip that. I showered and when I showered, I took extra time exfoliating or whatever. I don't know. But like, <laughs> I I celebrated that Crosses yesterday. my mind every day. <laughs> and because my foot has like all of that gross skin happening right now and I have to exfoliate. <laughs> I do that in the shower in my head. I'm like, I mean, I am taking really good care of myself. I'm so proud of myself. And I know that sounds insane or like overinflated, but it's really so helpful that's the point. having a fun life that you can keep progressing. Then you fall in love with progress. Back to the Navy SEALs thing. They fall in love with the progress. So every little step forward, every little time, Every it's, it's if you have to stay under minute underwater for four minutes at 30 seconds, they're like, I'm a badass mother effer. I'm a badass. I'm look at me. I'm mm -hmm. still under here. Look at that loser just went up. Look at that. Like, <laughs> I'm awesome. doing it all by myself. Yeah, I finished that donut all by myself. <laughs> I just, yeah. So I've been since I heard that, I have been trying to celebrate anything I can and not in a false way, but literally looking for what's worth celebrating here. So, so is the segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the point is, is that we don't want to be guilty of cancel culturing our own opportunities because we're afraid of the failure. Oh, nice segue, Conan. That's, that's really true, though, isn't it? Because what happens is yeah. you second guess, yeah. you're negative about yourself, and you cancel yourself you screw, out. You, you screw up once, and instead of forgiving it, you're instead of being like, Oh, I made a mistake. That means I made a mistake. I've been on the right path and I made a mistake for this one minute, this one meal, this one whatever. Cool. I made a mistake. Whatever. I'm still the same awesome person who did a great job the last whatever days or minutes, whatever, however long you've been doing a job. And then you we have this weird ability to wrap our identity around the one time we stumble and we're like, oh, I guess I'm a person who falls. You're like, you just walked, you just walked the whole block and you fell once and now you're that's your whole identity, the fact that you fell. You've been climbing and you stumbled. And when you stumbled, you're like, I guess I'm a bad climber. I stumbled. And anyone else who's behind you is like, you just, but you just, you just climb. You, you see how far you climbed, right? I don't understand. And then you mm -hmm. give up, you sit down and you're like, guess this one's not for me. And the yeah. people behind you are like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> you're so, well, you know? yeah. And you know, the, the, 
again, trying to segue back to cancel culture and how that works. Right. Well, no, I was using that as cancel culture because cancel culture is you do one thing wrong, maybe now, maybe in your past, and it takes you out. You're done. Mm -hmm. Right. You are no longer worthy. Okay. Let, let's, I want to capture that. Now or in the past, we okay. are all on a journey, all of us. Okay. We're today, we are a hybrid version of what we were yesterday. And yeah. our, we have this, we have this culture that we live in in our own mind that's always maturing and changing as time goes by. Yes. And what I'm really after here is that yes. sometimes we reach back too far. Yeah. Okay. And, and um, so I'm, I'm right now I'm thinking of a family member that you don't know about that has a struggle because of an up the way some of us were raised as children. Okay. And your mind races to those historic events that were formative to you. And today you're still operating with some of those operating systems in your mind that you were raised with, but it's a different world today and you're a different human than you are. And yeah. frankly, the people that you feel wronged you were on their own journey the exact same way. Right. So, you know, the temptation is, is to cancel them. You know, they were bad, oh, they were evil, they did this, they did that to me. I am this way because they did this. And you 20, might be right. 30, yeah, 20, 30, 40 years ago. But they were on a journey too, and they failed. They failed in that moment. Yeah. And maybe they failed their entire life, but that's their problem. And now it's your problem to get past that so that you don't continue that cancel culture right. mindset toward yourself. You have to be a transition figure. It, it flips back to uh, let's use alcoholism because there was some of that on my mother's side of the family. And yeah. if, you know, if you have an alcoholic who's abusive and they have a child and that child becomes an alcoholic that's abusive and they have a child and that child is an alcoholic that's abusive. What you're looking for in that chain is a transition figure. The one that doesn't participate in cancel culture, the one that says, eh, stops with me. This is done. I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. And they stop it and they move on and they don't look back to this. Yeah, they were like that. That was them in the moment. Um, you know, that kind of stuff happens. And that's, it sounds good. Like, like I'm making this sound like it's easy to do. It's not easy to do. I have my own problems that way. You know, I revert their yeah. triggers that trigger me right into an old mindset caused by whatever. Um, yeah. So my practice is trying to, it doesn't matter. You know, they were just being who they were in the moment. I don't know why they were that way. I don't know what the thing was. And now maybe right or wrong, I don't even want to figure it out. Yeah, it's I'm kind of a- I'm not interested in it. I, I, want, I don't want to create my own. I want to go out and, and jog my half That's block. very true for the way that you handle um, life and past traumas. You just kind of go, I'm going to ignore those. <laughs> but you also, <laughs> I think what you're also saying is, which I don't know is healthy. That's why I'm laughing. Um, but I also, I what you're basically saying is you forgive people for you, not for them. And also, it's that Buddhist quote, uh, being angry at somebody is like drinking poison and expecting them to die. And that's basically what you're saying. It's like, don't throw, don't throw, and also kind of uh, don't throw them out is what it sounds like. 
Is the is your point? Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. They might have sucked before, but what if they're great now? They've changed a lot. Yeah, well, there's there are don't. parts of, there are parts in them that are probably still good. There yeah, are things, and and just because it's not perfect, because they're not perfect, yeah, doesn't mean that they have to be shut out completely. I mean, there obviously there are lots of examples of people that are not good for you, and you need to shut them out. Yeah, yeah, the impact but on I'm your life. Saying, generally speaking, sometimes we can be pretty flippant about why we terminate friendships, why we terminate relationships of all kinds, why we even terminate our own prospects for great things to happen. Those things, those things happen, and, it, and it's canceled. And I, again, look, I want to try to cancel cultures on my mind. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's so easy. I think that when we start raising our expectations of other people to the point that we're going to boycott them. Hmm. Um, sometimes maybe that's appropriate. Sometimes it's not, especially if it's something that's historic. Okay. You know, Here's the thing that I love. I love the conversation topic that we're choosing, but we're so vague right now that I can't grasp onto it like at all. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure where the, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. My face just now okay. is because of the well, loud let me, conversation. Let me, let me be direct. So um, let me think of an you example. I've got an example. What about Chris D'Elia? Who? Chris D'Elia, the comedian that uh, was sleeping with a bunch of girls who had just turned 18. Like just, oh. just turned 18. And there was all of this uh, screenshots of him doing things and all of this stuff. And then he came back a year later. He just came back, and it was I super. Followed that at all? I'm clueless. I heard. I think I've heard you talk about it, but I don't follow him. I don't watch him. I don't know. I haven't seen a show of his. Well, okay. So here's the here's my here's my interest. Okay, so there are two methods that I witnessed as a response to cancel culture. Um, one is this Machiavellian whoa Machiavellian response, which is essentially. You just dismiss and discredit all the people who are coming against you. And it's it's fascinating and effective. Tucker Carlson did it um, really well. There's a YouTube video about, about this. So it's really, it's like this, basically you say, Morgan is an evil person who secretly pretends to be a kind person, but behind closed doors is not. And here's a specific example. And then I go, as soon as I hear that, before the news hits it, if you call me for a quote or something happens, the Machiavellian response, which is very effective, which is what Tucker Carlson did. They had an article about his family. He went on air as soon as he got that call, like the day he got that call of, do you have a comment? And he was like, the New York Times, he just smeared everybody who said anything bad about him. He said, it's a conspiracy against me without using the word conspiracy. They want to drag down people who disagree with them and they're going to try their hardest. But I am here to be honest and truthful and tell you who I am. And if you stand by me, you stand by me. And if you don't, you don't. But I'm not going to hide because these people want to tear me down. I'm going to stand here and be the honest man that I know I am. And it was wildly effective. The story got buried. Nothing happened. It was like the best response to an attempt at cancel culture ever. And then the, he was in a, he's in a unique position to be able to execute that. Actually, I don't think so. So a lot of the, a lot of the um, comedians and all the people who've been canceled, a lot of them have podcasts, Instagram, Twitter, 
anything. We they have a platform where all of their fans who are hoping that this is not true are there waiting to hear their message. And if they went with that approach, it's a it's effective. But then Chris D'Elia, who did all the 18-year-old stuff, left for a whole year, comes back about this month in March, comes back with a video on YouTube. And it's like 15 minutes long of him being like, I screwed up. I screwed up. And I didn't even know I was screwing up. Honestly, I thought I was doing what anybody would do. And until everybody in the culture screamed at me and told me I was the worst, I thought it was great. And now I'm going to therapy and I'm not sleeping with other people besides my fiance. I have a kid now. Like he just was really humble, but, uh, and admitted to the wrong. Whereas other people don't do that. They're like fight against it. So it really depends on your goal, but I think it's fascinating because I don't think culture cancel culture is actually effective if you keep if you just keep going. You know what I mean? I think so. Like you'll be mutilated. People will hate you for a year or whatever. But then the fact that you were canceled actually makes you even more appealing because you're like a rebellious person to be a fan of. I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> I feel like I shut you down. Did I shut you down? I thought it was well. We we get into this analysis. Uh, we get into the weeds of that specific thing, and our views went up while I was talking. So, <laughs> if you think I was boring, people stayed to watch that. Okay, no, so. that's good. That's good. You're smart. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I meant like, did, would you just didn't respond, and I wanted to hear your well, thoughts. It, it took a different path. So, well, what path were you going down? I, well, mine was much simpler. But it, it was about that. But it, I hate to even bring it up because it might launch another 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a freaking podcast. We're supposed to talk. So tell me about Kevin Spacey. Do you, no. think, it, do you think it's right? Yeah, exactly. Do you think it's right that in an artistic, let's see, was he up for an Emmy and Oscar? Ooh, I know what you're going to ask. I want your, what, you. What was he up for? What was, he was going to win an award, and then they, they canceled him out because of his bad behavior. An Emmy or something for House of Cards, right? I don't know if it was House of Cards or not. It doesn't matter. Right. We don't have to be. He so was going to win. An basically, award. he was going to win an award, and then they found out that he had behaved badly in some way. Well, um, that's a vague way of saying he had I, been predatory towards young boys at, at a large scale. Okay, I don't. Again, I don't know the exact details, but. You have such a strong opinion about this, though. No, well, well, let me share my opinion. <laughs> share, yeah, share your opinion, because they're not hearing it, but I think it's funny that you have such a strong opinion, and then you're like, I, have, I don't actually know the details, but I'm very confident about what I think. The, the details that I think I do know, or I think I do remember, is that he was supposed to re receive an award that was based on his performance in an artistic effort. Yes. And they canceled it. He, they took it away or, or withdrew him because he yeah. had behaved badly in another area of life and not defending yes. whatever he did. I don't care. Right. If personal he, professional. If he You're saying had personal sex with farm animals. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Well, that's not really harming anybody. So I'm actually okay with that. <laughs> Little side note. I went to a community not long ago that I was doing some work for. And when I was researching the community, there's an active case against a guy that was having an affair or having a thing with a chicken. <laughs> chicken? Not kidding. I can show you. It was amazing. But anyway, so let's move on. Let's get back to our thing. 
So the point is, is that if you are going, okay. if, if you're going to produce an award for, if somebody's going to get an award for some kind of performance yeah, yeah, and right. the award is based back from on land. what? It just took me a minute. But she was saying, it's not, it's not like, this is not something you just say and you're like, don't worry about it. Moving on. <laughs> okay. With so, the okay. I'm back. Sorry. As soon as you're ready, take your time. Take I'm ready. Time you can't say something like that. I'm not going to process it in okay. the moment. So that's, that's my question is that if, if you have uh, uh, some kind of a recognition that is given for a very specific kind of performance, yes, should it be pulled because you're not who people think you should be? You aren't the character. You failed. You have. A, yeah. Uh, or like Kevin Hart not being able to do the Oscars because he made a gay joke, a joke about homosexuality like seven years before. Something. Right. And my concern is, I'm not saying that in any way that any that, that past bad behavior should just be overlooked or it's okay. But times change, people change, and all of a sudden, I don't know anybody that's perfect. And I don't, I yeah. don't know, I don't know that I know anybody that would want 100% of their life and their true being and actions as a human being to be known by the population as a whole. And if they were, if anybody would be perfect enough. To yeah. actually receive an award because they'd say, Well, aren't you the one? Didn't you do this? Didn't, didn't you make this go? Did you say this? And if you have any kind of public life or online life, which we have, right. then um you're it's easy to track if somebody wants to find yeah. the bad thing about you. There's an S there's a guy who got hired as an SNL writer and the same day he got fired because he had made a joke uh like three years ago or something that was just defensive enough that NBC was like, I don't, I mean, it's not really wrong, but it's, uh, there's a whole army against you now. As soon as it was released that he had been hired, the whole internet army came after you. Yeah. Just, I worry that the bringing it full circle, I yeah. worry that our hunger to right past wrongs is going to eliminate our opportunities to achieve great things because this, imperfect yeah. people do can do great things. Definitely. And the higher, you know, when I growing up where we did in Iowa in a small town, I learned um, a guy named Scott Clark was really great. At, he made a comment to me once and he said, you know, Bill, the tallest nail gets hammered first. And that's the way our culture works. It's oh, the, it's the it's easiest. Yeah. If you're, like, if you're trying harder, if you're trying to achieve something great, if you're climbing the ladder in your company or yeah. in your community or in some group that you're in, eyes look at the leader. That's yeah, the one. With great criticism. You know, if there's an industry that that people don't like, they'll look at the leading industry people and yeah. they'll demonize them. Bill Gates. Look at Bill Gates. Look at all he's doing for the world, all the money that he's giving back, all how he spends almost all of his time yeah, every yeah. day working to say help people live longer lives contributing huge amounts of money to vaccines and to yeah. clean water and to cleaner energy. And yet, because he's doing so much, because he's really dedicating himself to that, people are sharp. He's the tallest nail. And people look at him and it's like, he needs yeah. to be brought down. He's not perfect. And then when you get in that, when you have that attitude, yeah, that attitude doesn't just stay in its little niche. You don't get to just pick and say, you know, I'm just going to be a butthead 
in this very little genre. No, odds are, if you're a butthead like that, you're probably a butthead in a lot of areas. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, you're going to do that. You're going to you're going to talk about everybody that way because it starts to get to be a habit. It's like, oh, well, you think you're all that. Well, you're not that. And you know what? You're not either. And then then that plays into, you know, I'd go out and I'd go out and start running. But I'm, you know, I'm afraid other people will think about me the same way I think about them. I mean, that's the man in the arena speech. It's the Theodore Roosevelt dare greatly man in the marina. It's not the critic who counts, who's sitting on the sidelines, who's sitting in the bleachers with comfort, able to yell at, about how the players on the field are playing wrong. It's the man in the arena, muddy and marred, who if failed, failed daring greatly. And I think now more than ever, if you're going to try to be great, you have to expect that it's going to be a really loud crowd of people who are not going to, who are going to try to tear you down. And I think. Not, not I don't, only loud, they're physically aggressive. And effective. They can truly get you kicked out of your job or knocked out of whatever the thing is that you're doing. But I kind of think that that's, the risk now. Oh, no question. I definitely think that's the risk. And but maybe the risk is too high. Like maybe that's what you're saying. Maybe maybe it's stopping people from doing phenomenal things that would make the world better because that's where I'm, that's where I'm going. Is is how much cuz now damning can we be as a as a community? How damning can we be as a people and still expect a continued high standard when we're so what we we're right. like screaming on one hand we need someone to do this. We need someone to take care of this. We need someone that really cares about this. And then our actions say, if you try that, we will all shoot you. Yeah. You will die. So yeah. we're telling you, try to walk across Save the us, but, but please know that we're going to kill you in the process. Yeah. You're not going to make it. Because, you know, frankly, while we want that in people... Yeah, no one exists that can do that. So, well, I think, so there's this disconnect in our mind that we don't recognize how we are creating our own self-fulfilling prophecy. We are going to be canceled. Oh, our yeah, individuals. If we are people who will cancel others, and the, and it spreads. I mean, it spreads like wildfire. Doubt is so easy to spread. There's mm -hmm. there's a study about it too. Of just an off-base claim for an otherwise really strong great argument and this is no foundation of doubt but the human mind takes a seed of doubt much quicker and than a seed of hope yeah absolutely Which, you know and scary but but i guess okay so what you're saying sounds like what uh, why would anyone try to do something great or have any kind of visibility if they might get shot down in the process. And I think that's always been a risk. It's just that we hear those voices louder now because of the internet, that they're almost as loud as, you know, that because you can see the hate more clearly. Uh, Absolutely. It's, to me, it's more dangerous now. I think you're right that and, it is. And we as individuals have to, you know, it used to be that we could skippity do dot through our life and be whatever bad, biased, yeah. angry person we were, but we had a limited impact. But now there are people that 
spend a huge amount of time just being internet trolls, just being damning, practicing being damning, flipping onto social media things and saying whatever hateful thing they want to yeah. say. You know, yeah. I, I have Twitter and I'll look through news feeds. I wonder how people feel about that. And I don't like it. Holy cow. Yeah, Twitter's aggressive. But I I guess what I want to walk away from this conversation, right now we're walking away from this conversation being like, don't even try. That's what it sounds like. The Charles Bukowski on his gravestone says, don't I don't try. feel that way. I, I don't that. feel that way either. I you think, think people, uh, people listening might feel that way? Huh? You think people listening might feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, but well, maybe I need to adjust the message because really the point is that I see us as a society with each of us individually going down this path together, sliding down the hill a little faster all the time because we are critics and because yeah. we do cancel other people out, which in turn makes us cancel ourselves out and it becomes a compounding, self-fulfilling prophecy. And yeah. our call to action should be just be a little nicer. Don't do yeah. it. Don't and make also, the crappy post on Twitter. Don't push the Asia. I don't get where that comes from at all. That's just, if anybody out there that's watching this right now, if you have any feelings that way, let me tell you, you and I need to talk because that's just crazy wrong. I don't get it. I don't get how you could even start to think that way. Um, yeah. yeah. There are all kinds of things that way. Uh, you know, and, and most people don't get it if they haven't experienced it. Well, I haven't experienced, but I can get it. I get yeah. that. You know, if I was walking down the street in any neighborhood and I happened to be a minority of some kind and a group of people that are of a different nationality or race come up and mistreat me, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see how bad that would that would damage people. So just I, I just can't get over that part. But anyway, that's, a, that's another topic. But, yeah, that's but, an anti-racist topic, which we're all for. <laughs> we are definitely against anti-racist. Obviously not all of us. There's some. Yeah, no, I meant we're all in on Like you and I are all in on it. Here's my my final thing that I want to say. This went down a really dark tangent. where, uh, But I just think that to it's back to the Teddy Roosevelt thing again. That I think focusing on, yes, you can hear those voices loudly. Yes, there are trolls. Who freaking cares? Unless they can, they they can at some points have the potential to stop you. But I would rather be stopped and have some people hate me because I was imperfect in some way, but have had a life and dared totally and agree and lived instead of sitting at home in fear that somebody might cancel me someday. Like, yeah, how about they probably will. And when they do, I will continue. I will, I will at least know that I was trying to be a good person. That was, that was my goal. And if for a year I go away because I have to learn how to be a good person again, and then I come back good, I want to get better. I want to grow. And the, the positive side of these cancel culture people is sometimes they're right. And sometimes we do need to grow and we can come back unless we're so afraid of other people's opinions dominating our entire future that we just hide under a rock. Totally possible, but I'm doing everything in my power to not let that happen, to have strong, real, physical, like people in my circle that I trust, that I know, that I love, that want the best for me, that I want the best for them. And then if all these people on the internet hate me one day 
So what? <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. I think it's hard Hopefully to I'm in that, that circle. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, I don't know how that was, but we did it. <laughs> Back to perfectionism. We were here. And we're in our new office. Yep. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm laughing because we got so serious and uh, I don't know what to do it now. Sometimes. Yeah, it, I mean, it happens too much. We were making fun of each other all day. <laughs> now, and then we're like, cancel culture. Okay. See? Let's, See how the mood overtakes you when you go down that route? Yes. Let's sign off now, shall we? All right. Hey, Bye. Thanks like, for watching. Follow, subscribe, whatever. Help us out. Comment. Glad you're here. If you if you made it through that, God bless you. If you watch this whole thing, if you watch this whole thing, comment. Uh, um, ooh, choose a word, Dad. Share your thoughts. I don't know a word. Am I limited to one word? Yeah, yeah. If you actually watch this whole thing, elaborate to the end. Share. Say the word. Write the word in the comment section. Um, we need it to make no sense to people. You know what I mean? What? Right. The word shut. You know what, dad? Don't worry about it. Somebody's watching this and they'll get it. If you actually watch this whole thing in the comment section, write the word, um, uh, popsicle. And oh, okay. yeah. Okay. And then if you write the word popsicle, uh, I, I love you forever. <laughs> And also, you might need to get checked on because I don't know you would watch this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> we have referrals to good psychological professionals, psychology professionals who can help. Yes. Okay. Bye. Thank you for watching. <laughs>